Hey, it's Jason with the Marketing Podcast Network. As a business-to-business marketer, your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles are long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. Isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn ads empower marketers with solutions for you and your customers. LinkedIn ads allow you to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach your customers in a respectful environment. On LinkedIn, you'll have direct access to and build relationships with decision makers. Of the 875 million users on the network, 180 million are senior-level executives, 10 million are C-level executives. You will also be able to drive results with targeting and measurement tools built specifically for B2B, and they work. Audiences exposed to brand messages on LinkedIn are six times more likely to convert. LinkedIn Ads is also ranked number one for security, community, and ad experience as part of Business Insider's Digital Trust Study. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash MPN and claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply. Content marketing, SEO, competitive research, advertising. Sounds like a large scope of work you need to get done. How about full digital marketing control over your business? SEMrush can be your right hand for that. It has over 50 tools and reports to cover any online marketing activities. No more switching from one service to another. Get a 14-day free trial and watch your business grow. Go to bit.ly slash SEMrushMPN. That's B-I-T dot L-Y bit.ly slash S-E-M-RushMPN. Here's my process for getting 10,000 downloads on a new podcast I'm launching in its first month. So the goal of this new show is to really educate more people that are becoming founders or that are startup founders and help them join the startup space. So I want to show people the basics that everybody should know. We'll be covering a lot of the keywords and definitions and all of that stuff. And then we're also going to have some great high level guests on that can share some of the secrets of the startup world. Like how do you hire people and all of that stuff. So in this episode, I want to break down for you my process for launching this show and really share with you the strategy so when the results happen and the show is successful we can point right back to this episode let's get into it so first of all the goal of this podcast again is to help more people that are startup founders like myself i personally am joining the startup world in the past year and a half i would say not really that long so i figure the best way for me to get more into the world is to do a podcast like why not i can interview a lot of people that are founders and learn from them while also sharing information and knowledge that i have while building my startup with other founders that are trying to get to the next level as well. So it's kind of a learning show, right? Like I'm not really building this to be some celebrity or anything. I wanna connect with the right people that can provide that value information and insight to other people. So strategy number one is the content strategy. I'm not launching this show with the idea of doing a bunch of interviews, man. Like I'm tired of seeing that myself. I think a lot of interviews are boring now and you really have to do a lot in terms of planning and strategy so that the interview interview isn't stale like most interviews are now I'm not saying I won't be doing interviews I will be that's part of it but my main content strategy has three main pillars to it Number one is information. I want to talk to those people that are speaking at startup events, that work with startup founders, that help people get funding, all of those kind of people. I want to bring them on so they can share their knowledge and expertise on the show. That's one pillar of it is sharing that insight and those secrets that have really, really helped a lot of founders get to where they want to go. 
Now, another part will be founder spotlights. I want to bring in the founders that have started amazing companies that have done amazing work. You know, that bootstrap founder that built their company and sold it. I want to have a series on no code people that have built products like that and then went and sold them or that are really successful now. So just those two alone is really a way to differentiate the podcast from all the other startup shows in the world. Now, the third part will be my personal experience. I want to share my stories and my strategies and what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me on my startup journey. I think it's good to put more of yourself into the podcast because you build way more of a connection with the audience. All of my shows that I've been successful on and very successful, it all has come from me being more transparent about my journey personally and me sharing my insights and all of that stuff that's how you really connect now the reason why i'm going with these three different types of content is because number one i want to post a lot of content i want to do three episodes a week i know that's a lot i know it sounds crazy but when you batch produce it's really not that insane right that's really just let's say i want to do a full season i would have to then do let's say 10 interviews in a week not too bad right i've done that many times before but then when I do those 10 interviews, two interviews a week, that gives me five weeks of content. That's a whole month now. So for a whole month, I don't have to record again, right? Like that's a pretty decent strategy in terms of content. And then my solo content is easy because I can record that at pretty much any time during the week, have the editing process done and pretty simple. Now, another reason why I'm doing this much content is because I'm really looking to grow on YouTube. I have seen the strategies that have worked for a lot of people with interviews and how to use that content to grow. So my goal is to have three pieces of long form content every week on YouTube, while also having three pieces of short form content every day on YouTube. Just keep pumping out more and more content into the algorithm and really helping it grow. Because one thing you should be doing for your podcast right now researching look at youtube to see what podcasts are in your market on youtube because i'm telling you most podcasts are not on there and if they are they just post the you know the logo and then it's just audio playing if you put in a work to put up video even if it's not like perfect video if you put in the work to put video on youtube i promise your podcast will grow you'll start to get more listeners more engagement i've even gotten clients already so I'm telling you, YouTube is a massive, massive strategy for us podcasters going forward. Now, the next part of this, I have to ask myself if I had to make this podcast go viral, like if my life depended on this podcast going viral in a month, what would I do? And what I came up with is I would try to find other people that have gone viral, right? Like if they've gone viral before, why can't they do it again? But the twist is interviewing them on the show. That's the trick. And Again, because I have such a message and a, a mission behind it, I know that part is fine. That part's going to work because people are already looking for that. I'm creating this show out of a need that I saw in the marketplace. I'm not just making it out of nowhere. So it's like people are looking for the content. I'm just the one that's going to provide it. Now, in terms of finding people to go viral, I'm only looking to interview people that are either relevant on Twitter, LinkedIn, or YouTube in the startup space. Now, you see, that's really, really dialed in and that's purposeful because I don't want it to be all over the place. If it evolves into something where it's like local founders or whatever, that's fine. That would be dope. But in the beginning, I want to be more dialed in and like specific and really, really detailed on it because that's what helps you grow. For example, one of the episodes we're going to cover is on funding. And I'm bringing on somebody from the Twitter space that has a quarter million followers, really engaging there, connects with a lot of people. 
right? Does podcast interviews all the time. But when I have this person on my show, it solidifies the brand more. It's going to help me get more attention and credibility in the Twitter space. And it's going to attract even more high quality listeners and guests to the platform. So I think what happens when podcasters do interviews most of the time is we interview people that want to be on the show instead of doing the work it takes to get the high level people to be on our show. Cause let's be honest, how many people have you interviewed? If you were like, eh, I'll just do it just because versus the people you interviewed and you were like excited. How many times have you been excited to do a podcast interview? That right there will tell you that you probably aren't strategizing your interviews well enough because yes, it's going to take time. It'll take some connections and conversations, but that is worth it. I've already started doing interviews for this show and it is mind blowing what you can learn when you talk to people that you actually want to talk to that will teach you stuff that you don't know. It's so, so valuable. So I think that's where more of our focus should go in terms of interviews as podcasters. We got to put more effort into that part, man. Not just talking to everybody that want to talk to us. Like I know down the line, there will be a lot of founders that want to be on the show for a founder spotlight. If I want to, I can monetize that. I probably won't. But if I want to, I could easily say, hey, look, the show is at, you know, 5,000 downloads a week. So if you want to be on this and on the YouTube channel with 10,000 subscribers, then you gonna have to pay up. Right. Like I could do that. But as podcasters, we lose that leverage. when We have anybody on the show just talking to anybody. That's not how we should set up our platforms, man. We have to be more effective in that. The other aspect of going viral is using the right platforms. I know from research that most startup founders who are my ideal listeners really only use certain platforms like the founders that I want listening to my show. They're a part of certain communities and they're on certain platforms. They're not on Instagram like that. They don't really use Facebook in that way. Like they, that's just, there's not active there, but they love Twitter. They, even if they hate, hate Elon Musk, they love Twitter. They love LinkedIn. They may hate some of the people on there or dislike them, but they love LinkedIn. So understanding that puts me in a position where when I'm marketing the show, I now don't have to market on Instagram or Facebook because not to say it's a full waste of time, but my main platform is Twitter and secondary is LinkedIn. So when I'm marketing the show, my whole marketing plan is set up around YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Like those three really share the bulk load of my attention. And then I'll say four is like email list. I'll get into monetization and stuff later, but that's the marketing part. And I think this is how we should set up marketing plans for launching our shows is when you ask yourself, how can it go viral? Part of that is where are you going to market it at long term? It would be great to say, oh, I'm going to use this thing to go viral. Getting a million views on Instagram or TikTok sounds great, but I know most founders are on Twitter and LinkedIn. Will TikTok be valuable? Yes. But will it be as valuable as Twitter or LinkedIn? No, it will not. So if I'm launching this show, it wouldn't make sense to try to be in all those places at one time. Now, for some people that works, if you're like a Gary Vee and you have literally 20 to 30 people working on your social platforms, it makes sense for them. But for me, just one person, and maybe a virtual assistant, that'd be kind of crazy to try to be all those places at one time and then expect to get some kind of result from that. That's probably not going to happen. That's just the truth. Now I've had a lot of debates about this last part and I don't really care what people say because I know I'm right. <laughs> I think it's never too early to think about monetizing your show or how you're going to do it. 
I think it's smart to have a plan for how you're going to monetize your podcast because that's what most people want. We got to stop lying to ourselves about what we want. I know my goal for this show is to work with sponsors to get deals done. That's like my first tier of monetization. Now there could be affiliate deals, but I'm more so looking for partnerships. If you're a company and you have an email marketing software just for startups or SaaS companies, great. You could be a sponsor for FSM. That's perfect. You could be a sponsor for founder success methods. That is perfect for us. Now it wouldn't make sense for me to go and do the whole affiliate thing with this because there are certain brands I don't want to align my podcast with. It's just, that's just the truth. Like it's certain companies that I don't want to work with. And then even if I do like that'll be down the road. Right. So I'm not rushing to make the money here. At the same time, I know exactly how I want to. So it's like sponsorships is tier one. Partnerships is tier two, like bigger place partnerships and maybe community. I'm thinking about that. It depends on if I can bring in a partner on that. That would be great. And at the top is podcast launches. I've already been working with startups and a ton of companies the past couple of years launching their podcast. So the, this show is just a way to bring in more of the founders that I would love to work with to launch their shows. So again, it's about having a plan to monetize your show. What do your three income streams look like? Those are just three for me. Now I could still do the affiliate stuff. If I want to down the road, I can sell some kind of product. I'm sure of it. And then I also have YouTube ad revenue when that blows up. So it's a lot of income streams that come together, but I think it's smarter for podcasters to plan this out and have a vision for what it's supposed to look like. You know, we, they always tell you to write a vision for your life and all of that stuff. Why not do that for your podcast? Like why not sit down inside of, I have like what I call my podcast journal and literally write that out. What do I want this show to look like in a month, in six months, in a year? What do I want to get out of this show? Who do I want to be on this show? I literally have done this for all the podcasts that I've hosted. And what's funny is the ones I don't do it for always fail. So, so when I do this process, it works extremely well. And I'll give you some more of my prompts real quick. Number one is always the income goal. It's not to say money is everything, but I got to be truthful with myself. If the show isn't making money, am I going to host it anymore? Probably not. So yes, the money is important. That's number one. What's the income goal? How much money do I need to make every month from this podcast for me to consistently put in the work and show up? Number two is who do I want to have on this show? And this is always an easy answer for me because I know exactly who I want to talk to, who I want to interview on my podcast and stuff. And I like to list out at least 20 people. And these go from super high level celebrities to the entry level people too. like anybody you want to list. I'll put them on my list. Another question I like to ask myself is what does this look like in a month? And that I always answer in a more specific detailed way. I have this many downloads. I've connected with this many people. You know, I've gotten these kind of opportunities because for me, podcasting is about more than making money or getting a ton of listeners. I love connecting with people. That's why I love doing interviews in my way, because I love connecting with new people, man. That's just one of my favorite things in the world to do. So I think every podcaster should have that moment where they sit down and just ask themselves questions. What do I want the show to look like? What do I want from it? Because, you know, it's funny when you start asking yourself questions, 
then you get better questions from those questions. So after you had a list of people that you want on the show, then you start thinking, man, how do I get this person on the show? Could I get one, maybe two of them? Then you'll start to realize that it's not that hard to get some of those people on your show. Like once you get connected in one area, once your show becomes known by a certain level or tier of people, it becomes easier to get more of those people. So if you want to be in the movie space, once you get one or two of those people that are on mo in movies, the floodgates will just open. My guy, Brett Allen does that with his podcast. This guy interviews everybody that's on TV and movies on red carpets, all of that stuff, interviews in people nonstop. And it happened because he did really good in terms of connecting with the right people. I think all of us as podcasters can do that with the right vision in mind. So my process for launching a podcast is a lot different than most people because I have different goals. I'm more honest up front and say, yes, I want to make money from this show as soon as possible. Like, yes, in the first month, I want to be clearing something, even if it's 500 bucks. I want to be clearing something in that first month to show me that this is valuable, to show me that people like it. I think it's so different for me because... I measure the success of my shows based on the income that I generate or the opportunities versus just the downloads. Like the downloads matter, but that's like third or fourth place for me. Like I'd much rather have a check of 1500 bucks and then two speaking engagements versus having, you know, 5,000 downloads in the month. You know, it just, that's just matters more to me because it just, I've, I've seen much more results that way. Whereas you can have a ton of downloads and it could be because one episode went viral and those people are never coming back. It happened before. So for me, I rather the clear cut upfront stuff, the cash I'm generating, you know what I'm saying? And opportunities because opportunities, I meet more people, go dope places, do great things. So that's how I'm launching a podcast. Does my strategy sound crazy to you? Are you launching a show soon? What's the status of your show, man? Let me know down in the comments below. Make sure you check out the Pod Central community, Million Dollar Podcasting. We are really, really focused on helping more podcasters get to that thousand dollar a month mark. So check out our community down below. Also, I created 28 podcast marketing templates just for you. If you want to get access to them, get them down below. I'm Coach Chris. I'll see you next time. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Jonathan Gaby hosts a great podcast called Marketing Distilled. He's the master distiller. Jonathan, tell us what these fine folks are going to get out of listening. On Marketing Distilled, you'll hear from industry experts and me to learn about more marketing things and taking those complex things and distill them down into actionable strategies or tactics. Amazing. Where can people subscribe? You can find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for Marketing Distilled wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.